Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on The Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to the Basketball edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I get to start today as your host, and I'm joined by the big three, Mo, Jay, and James. Zach Harper gets the week off. Coming up on today's show, we'll talk about the scoring in NBA, Utah Jazz being a regular season animal, and then we'll get into LeBron <laughs> becoming number two. But first, we start off with Carl Anthony Towns. Jay. <laughs> you know Jay's I had to start with you. You know I had to start <laughs> off with this because I know how you how you told the you know told the group how you felt about this this past week, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on the rabbit having the gun. The the rabbit definitely has the gun. Now look, they've been unbelievable since the All Star break. They are just pummeling teams. They beat the Grizzlies. They beat a couple other teams worth worth chirping about. Carl Towns, I, I feel like he's he's that kid who like his voice just got a little deeper. Now he just wants to use that voice. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, Feels he, like you. A, <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> he, uh, but man, he he's having an unbelievable season. They really are just just killing teams lately. I think they're what eleven and two since the All Star break, nine and two since the All Star break, something like that, and. Uh, like that, that he's shooting fifty three percent from the field while taking five threes a game. Like that is really, really difficult. He's having a season that probably more people should be talking about. He went out and had sixty, and uh, he's feeling himself a little bit. <laughs> the, the, the Lakers stuff that that had me. Uh, I was it, it was entertaining. Let's just put it that way because Russell Westbrook obviously has been animated his entire life. He obviously has a long-standing feud with Patrick Beverly. He has said some extremely powerful stuff about Patrick Beverly in the past, and uh, the the Timberwolves as a team were not having it. And, and that's kind of what you want to see from the Timberwolves. Like they're growing up; they, they, they've been t- soft for too long. They've been soft <laughs> for too long. It's time to stand up, have a little, you know, have a little bass in that voice, James. So. They were saying that it was classless for Carl Anthony Towns to be screaming and doing all this celebrating. And Carl Anthony Towns said, you know, it was cool when everybody was rocking their baby. But now when I and my team have the time to celebrate, it's not cool. What was your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's all it's all corny. Like for <laughs> for anybody to if you don't want somebody to celebrate, don't lose. Don't get beat down. Like that's always been my philosophy. Like this is a this is entertainment. This game is full of showmanship. 
that team over there has been they're literally known for the Showtime Lakers. They've been nothing but Showtime and, and had showmanship. And even this group, like even though they haven't had um, uh, success now, but throughout their careers, I mean, yeah, Russell Westbrook was the literally the epitome of expression on the court. That's what drew people to him. So let Carl Anthony get his stuff off. Um, the way he's playing is is ridiculous. I love this Timberwolves team. They're one of my favorite teams to watch. And it's almost like the Devin Booker effect of like, everyone's like, oh, this guy's not a, a winning player. Well, he isn't once he gets good players around him. And not to say that the Jimmy Butler iteration of the Timberwolves wasn't, didn't, wasn't filled with good players, but that was a toxic relationship. This is a, a team that has good players. They're all the same age. They all like each other. It appears at least. And now they have Carl Anthony Towns unlocked. Chris Finch has done a great job. I really enjoy this Timberwolves team, and I don't know what they'll do in the playoffs, but I'm going to be watching. They won't do much. Mo, how do you <laughs> how do you feel about this, Mo? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm kind of on Carl Anthony Towns' side on this one of, like, everybody's jumping on him. When we're talking about when Westbrook was doing the Rock the Baby stuff, nobody ever said anything. It was cool. We were talking about KD going at – uh, Evan Fournier last week, right? And 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 not even just saying he's too small, going he's tiny. So there's a whole, you know, we just have a choice of like so when some guys do it, it's okay. When other guys do it, we don't like it so much. So I think that's kind of a little bit shitty. But the ultimate side of it is I've been on Carl Anthony Town all season. I thought he's been great. I thought he should have been an all-star starter. Like that's how good he's been. You know, he's going to make all NBA. He's going to, I think he's, at least for me, he's over Rudy Gobert for all NBA. I think they're, he, he's been awesome. And I'm just really excited to see what they do in the playoffs. They're a half game behind the, the Denver Nuggets to get out of the playing tournament. And those guys, those two teams play on April 1st. That's going to be a monster game. And it's, it's exciting to watch Minnesota kind of finally step up because for years we've been hearing about cat, but all, every time we're always like, all right, th- this is just a bunch of paper tigers. They're not even, th- <laughs> not even that really, but like now it's, it's nice to see it come to fruition. And as Jay, as James was saying, they all like each other. They all got each other's back. You know, that's something we haven't seen in Minnesota in a long time. Yeah. And, I mean, and credit I, to Pat Bev too. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Trey to cut you off, but just bringing that Jimmy Butler edge without the, uh, I need to go get another, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, they're on a, he's on a different timeline than Jimmy Butler, but he brings the same type of edge. And I think that's been a great mesh for that Timberwolves team. And I think Anthony Edwards does sort of the same stuff yeah. in a different way. Like yeah. he's not going to back down. He brings that like, fuck you at mentality that, that they kind of needed a little bit. Cause I think Russell and towns can be like too cool for school sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they needed that edge and and they find it my only thing with the whole rust thing is just be consistent like if you didn't like him doing that like you should have done something about that a long time ago <laughs> yeah you know right. and 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 it's the same thing with rust like he comes out he's mad about people saying west brick it's like bro you've been rocking the cradle you've been doing all this stuff your whole career now people are saying west brick and you're, and you're mad like you're breaking <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> you you've been You've been causing this. You've been like that your whole career. So, yeah, of course, in the twilight, once you've lost it a little bit, people are going to let you have it. Just like you let everyone else have it when you were at the top of your game and and you were giving it to people. So I just like people to be consistent. But Pat Bev is definitely consistent. He will go at you. He doesn't care if he's losing. He doesn't care if he's down 30. 
He doesn't care that he's not as as good as a lot of the guys he goes at. He's just he's just gonna go at you. And he has infused the Timberwolves with with some of that. Um and you can tell like they they enjoy playing with each other. They 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 want each other to succeed. And as someone who was very skeptical at first of the Towns Russell duo, um the fact that that they're making it work and and playing decent defense with those guys as key figures is is impressive to me and not something I necessarily anticipated. Man, swagger should not be involved in basketball conversations, um, <laughs> but it does play a factor on why people hate these guys, right? You you yeah. initially look yes. at them and you say, "Oh, they're corny," or you know, "Who's to determine this cool meter?" But on the basketball side, they're playing damn good basketball. And I feel like the same way James said, hey, if you're getting your ass kicked, let them turn on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Create that. Because at the end of the day, like LeBron used to pump beer in a lot of guys' at these, a lot of guys' heart. And I think after the Lakers lost to the Suns, everybody's not really afraid of them anymore. And especially, you know, the Timberwolves have been getting kicked for years and clowned and saying, you know, even their social media accounts have been, you know, celebrating too early and watching it go the complete opposite way. And I think this year is finally their year where they've established, and you mentioned, you know, acquiring Pat Beverly, who was, you know, brings that toughness and confidence. And then you got, you know, Ant-Man bringing, uh, you know, that's that swag solely that makes them likable. Like that's, I look at the Celtics, right? Yep. I don't like the Celtics, but I, ha- I like Jalen Brown and I like Jason Tatum. They make, the Celtics likable the same way how Isaiah Thomas was likable. When you look at a Marcus Smart, you're like, I don't really love the game. But if Marcus Smart is on your team, you love him. You know what I mean? So I think how fan bases and how people accept these guys outside of their actual performance is a reason why all this hate is fueled up. You know what I mean? Or it's not acceptable in that eye. So unfortunately that's how a lot of things are received but this Timberwolves team is playing great they've done a a whole 180 and then have been able to create a whole culture uh amongst that McDaniel so many different added pieces to this team I mean Vanderbilt's been awesome for them absolutely I I mean there's so many small pieces that make this team work how are we we feeling about them heading into the playoffs because I mean you look at the the resume they're putting together like they're 42 and 30 which is pretty good. <laughs> their their net rating is is three point six, which is better than the Bucks, better than the Nuggets, better than the Mavericks. Like, are are we thinking of this team as a playoff threat, or are we just kind of disregarding them because you know they'll probably run into the Suns, the Grizzlies, or the Warriors? And and that's just Jay. I'm, I'm glad you lobbed that for me because that sounds like some regular season animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, 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 before we jump to that, because I kind of just think the I would be really interested in watching them play the Grizzlies in the first round. Because even the Grizzlies, even though they went to the playoffs last year, it's not like they have a ton of playoff experience themselves, yeah. right? So it would kind of be fun to watch these two young teams battle in the first round. I think that'd be a really awesome series. I think that'd have a lot of fireworks there with with everything that goes on. I don't know if they could beat the Warriors, though. Like, that would be a, a, a question, just on the experience level. So I think, Jay, to your question, it just matters who you match up with. 
Absolutely. I mean, I'm with that. I, I would actually like to watch that series, you know, yes, um, please. it would be exciting. It's young talent. It's guys getting their first shot at it and, and, and really earning it. Keep. It reminds me of like, not a Philly, uh, you know, a, a Philly Toronto matchup back in 2001, right. but the energy would be there with young talent. Right. And, yeah. and please don't put this on NBA TV. Oh, put yeah. this on the TNT. Make yes. this but, one of the marquee but, playoff but matchups. Because this could be one for years. But to be fair, yeah. this is an NBA TV type <laughs> no! game. Yes, it is. They're, they're going to get thrown. Put the, to the Lakers on NBA TV. No, the Lakers aren't going to be in. I was going to say, are the Lakers going to be there? Oh, I, thought yeah, it was, true. I thought it was one, two, three, Cancun. That's um, true. You're right. Let's, if let's, they could play their way out of the play-in tournament, the Lakers would do that right now. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Mo, LeBron let's talk. Let's let's shit. talk about this conversation. Was that Bruce Brown and Terrence Mann? Yes. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Bruce. They were on Instagram story having a conversation publicly about you know just different things, and then the Utah Jazz came up, and Terrence Mann says they're just regular season animals. Do we agree? Do, do yes. you think he? Do you think he meant it as a dig? Like, I, I absolutely think so because again <laughs> he had to because right? he busted course, their ass in the of playoffs. Course, because he <laughs> because at first I'm pretty sure before he was before like that I've never won in Utah in the regular season. Yeah, but I'm, just, but I'm just saying before that performance, I'm sure he was like, "Yo, this is a tough team." Blah 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 blah. Then he started getting off against them, and he was like, "Oh, I, it's like it's like defeating the boogeyman, right?" You're like, yep. I ain't afraid of the dark anymore. So, of course, his chest is poked out because he's actually defeated them before. You know what I mean? And had good games. And Utah stay getting disrespected. But they have to prove. It's their you know fault, what I mean? Right. They have to prove it. Every year, it's like, well, at least we made it here. Don't y'all want to win a championship? Yep. You know what I mean? No, you, pay, and- you invested all this money into Gobert. Mitchell's next. The supporting cast, you know, Jordan Clarkson's playing well, et cetera. You know what I mean? These guys enjoy being around each other. You know, obviously, we pitted Mitchell and Gobert against each other for years, and all of a sudden, now everything's peaches and cream. Okay, so what is holding this team back from ultimately being good? You know, you got Steph out with the Warriors. Chris Paul still out uh, with the Suns. You know what I mean? Like, the Lakers, who knows what their, you know, what their future entails, the Nuggets Clippers are still missing. The Clippers, yeah. are, this is their year to actually make something happen. Will they take advantage of this situation of it being quote unquote wide open? No, I don't think so. <laughs> and first of all, before I get started, Bruce Brown and Trey Mann making headlines is the most random duo headline of all time. <laughs> 
I just want to throw that out there. Shout out to Bruce, though. That's my guy. No, but they are. Like, every time we bring up Utah on this pod or when we're group texting, like, it's about this. We've yeah. we've talked about this for years. Like, this is just what they do. And it's almost like that. I mean, that Atlanta team had a little bit more playoff success than Utah, or more playoff success, I think, than Utah. It's been a little bit now. But it is a team that people figure out when it comes to a seven-game series. It's a team that you don't want to face on the second night of a back-to-back or three and five in the regular season because they're good. They're consistent, but they do have holes and defensively. They're not great. Rudy's out there and he, he anchors it all, but we know what it looks like when it's, when it's kind of boxed bogged down and, and everybody has a chance to game plan for it. it. It is what it is. And this is a team that I've long said needs another guy um, to play alongside uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. I like Mike Conley, but they need a more, um, assertive force there he he needs a pairing um because i i think as good as donovan mitchell is i just don't think there's a lot of points to go around when when the game gets in playoff mode um and defensively like i said they're just not what they need to be to to make a run and this is like you said trey this is the time this the west outside of phoenix the west is is pretty open and they're the team that's been together what the longest of all these guys and 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 semi-healthy. I, I, I like, think their fans are even scared to beat their chest at this moment. Right. And, that, and that's not a great that's not a great feeling because this is the year that you should be poking your chest out, not being humble, and believing in your team could really get this done. But I don't feel that they even feel believing their team that much. I haven't I have yet to see it. What, what what frustrates me about them was going into the season, I was treating them like the Milwaukee Bucks before last season, before they won the championship. I wanted to see them experiment, play with things, try try going small, find a small ball lineup and things like that because you got to be able to play different ways, even defensively. And they haven't done anything. They're just going about it again, the same thing over and over again. We're going to run the offense the same way. We're going to run our defenses the same way. It's all going to be funneled into Rudy Gobert and we're going to hope that's going to work in the playoffs, but teams are going to spread you out. We already have the blueprint on you on yep. how to how to beat you and they haven't changed anything. They haven't, you know, they added Rudy Gay. I thought they were like, okay, maybe that's going to be their small ball guy. They're going to go smaller and maybe that's going to help them out. They rarely go small, right? They play a Hassan Whiteside a ton when Rudy Gobert goes out. Like they haven't experimented at all. And that's why I'm just like, come playoff time, you know, just miss me with you guys. You, you're, you're, I don't even know if you're going to beat the Mavs. If the Mavs have the first round, uh, if they have home court advantage for the first round, I don't think you're even going to beat Dallas. So I, I, I think their time's kind of just slowly running out. And don't let them face Minnesota. That's one I'd like to see too. And you, you can that. you can tell how other guys feel about them just by the way, by how much public criticism they get. You know? <laughs> like, I feel like like other players are quick to to criticize whether it's Gobert or the Jazz as a whole. Like what what you're not saying this about phoenix you're not saying this about golden state you're not saying this about a team you're you're concerned about you know like yeah you wouldn't be out here saying oh they're regular season animals if, if there was even slight concern or if you have heart. respect for them yeah yeah and, that's <laughs> and so I, I feel like they're a team that that other teams think they can figure out when it matters and and i think the jazz to me in a in a playoff setting not not necessarily during the regular season because they have the best offense I feel like their offense is sort of like like Dallas's from last year. They definitely have more threats, like more off the dribble guys, more but 
But that's not an offense that I think is going to be like elite, elite when people are locked in come playoff time because Donovan, other than Donovan Mitchell, they don't have like that second premier guy offensively. And obviously, Gobert is that defensively, but just not offensively. And then defensively, we saw last year, they just don't have guys who can stay in front of the the best penetrators or even, you know, like they don't, they don't have, they don't, they don't have a wing defender. No. Who do you really trust? Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal is a very good defender. He's he's a really good defender, but he's not locking up dudes. He really isn't like, it's not like he's putting handcuffs on guys. Listen, jazz fans. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm tired. I'm tired of talking (laughs) crap about your team. I want to move in a positive direction for Salt Lit City. <laughs> Hear me out. Tell your team to get it together. Stop being frauds. It's <laughs> wide open for you guys to give, to bring a finals appearance to Utah. How bad do you want it? Well, and and that, that's why I think assets at. Like, why didn't they? Like, where does everything have to go? Make that deal at the deadline. Like. I, I was disappointed with them at the deadline. Yeah, I think everybody was, right? Like, how could you not get Robert Covington or, or, or find just a deal somewhere for another wing guy? The wing guy you get is Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Like, he's not helping yeah. you in the playoffs. Jeremy Grant would have been the perfect guy for them. But they have nothing worthwhile. Yeah. Okay, Trader Danny's there now. He'll 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 find a way, and <laughs> and maybe in the off season. <laughs> he never made trades. Almost never made trades at the trade deadline. Yeah, nobody like he, told us all. He about was him. often very yeah. quiet at the trade deadline. I forgot all about not, not, Danny being over there. D Wade over there. It's a, it's a, listen. Yeah. It's an interesting group. It's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, whatever you want to say. But they need to figure it out because I don't think they get another shot like this. Nope. And if they don't this year, I say uh, it's time to do something. Absolutely. Drastic. Get very surgical. Well, what can you do? Don't hang yeah, on. Don't hang do? on like Portland did. Yeah. They hung see on what, too see long. What you can get for Rudy? Yeah, that, that's that's the really tough part about it is because like Rudy Gobert is great, Donovan Mitchell is great. I just think like the two of them together aren't good enough, and yeah. they went after Conley. And and that was, you know, he, he helped a lot, but he wasn't enough to to put them over the top. Nope. And and now it's like if you trade Rudy, even if you get another like a, a great wing, let's say, like I don't know, a scoring hey, hey, Jay, wing. Who, Jay, who can guard. Jay, Jay, no more greats. A star you, you, type you, you, wing. You add too many greats. I like Rudy with the great. I like Rudy with the great. Donovan, that's a stretch with the great. So good. Oh, we're, we're not yeah. giving Donovan. We're going to go good. We're going to go good. Because great is putting too much expectations on them type of players. Okay, so are, are we saying that they should get rid of Donovan and keep Rudy? Go well, around Rudy? No, I'm not no, saying that, thing. but I'm just saying Rudy is dominant in his space, respectfully. He is, yep. you know— He's very damn good at what he does. He takes up space, what he needs to do for this team to be successful. But at the end of the day, I can put him in that great factor. Not saying that Donovan Mitchell isn't good, but great I have not to I haven't seen on a consistent basis for him to earn great. He's yeah. good. Because we we like to put players on, you know, pedestals and then chop the chop the tree. 
and then they yep. fall back down quickly. <laughs> they mm-hmm. have to earn that great. I think he's good. But you I'm, know the I'm problem too, though. It, you know the problem is with Rudy. It's it's a hard contract to move for a center that can't score. Yep. Right. Like that's you're you're committed to two hundred and five million dollars when he in when an he, offensive league. Right, and it's just like at a certain point, it's it, it becomes difficult to justify the pieces you're going to have to give up to go get him, and then go okay, go get us twenty tonight. Right. It just it's 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 very difficult in that sense because then you're looking at it going like nobody can replicate what Rudy does defensively. But can I get 60, 70 percent of what Rudy does defensively at a fraction of the cost to, to pay Rudy? Yeah, yes. I probably can get that. And now I'll have other pieces. I'll have the funds to go get other pieces and, and build a, a fully functioning team around it. So that's why they're in a real difficult spot when it comes to look, look what. Let's just say they flame out in the playoffs this year. I don't know how, where you improve the team. And that's why it really does come down to, do you have to move Donovan Mitchell? Like, that's the real big question for them in the offseason if they flame out. And that's that's going to be the problem, you know? And, and Jazz fans can go nuts with all of that stuff. But I don't know where else you can improve. So here's my thing about saying that Donovan Mitchell isn't great. His last three playoff series... 36.3 points per game, five rebounds, five assists a game. That That's against Denver in the bubble. 28.5 points a game, 5.8 assists a game. That's while beating the Memphis Grizzlies that everyone loves. 34.8 points a game, 5.3 assists a game, five rebounds a game. That's in the loss to L.A. What more do you need from this guy? In in big moments, like win. Donovan Mitchell has been win. a guy in big, little defense. Defense. Just win. in big moments. <laughs> Just win. But, 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 uh, agreed. Yeah, they're they're team deep, but people are letting Rudy off the hook for the defense. People, no, people I, are letting no, Rudy I, off no, the I hook for what so. he did when he's the defensive guy. I don't think and, so. And so, I'm just saying, like, we don't. If it were, <laughs> have you not seen the group chat? No, no, because no, because when we come at that guy. Oh, you guys don't get it. His defensive rating and what he brings to the table, and it's like, shut the fuck up, please. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, if I had to choose between the two of them, my choice is easy, and it's Donovan. Of course, because I need to score. No, no we we agree sure. with you, but we're, I think we're saying is one, you can move and get stuff back that possibly makes the team better, and one, I'm not so sure. I think and that's what Mo was saying, right? But that was my difficult. that was my argument about paying him two hundred. Yeah, like I was like, "Look, are y'all just okay with locking these guys who actually want to be in Utah, or do you want to pay him a little bit of, you know, obviously something that he might not like, but then you can go get something to surround your team with?" Because again, Joe Ingles ain't end all be all, but he got hurt. Right. And he was a vital piece of their team. But then you got Donovan, you got Jordan Clarkson, Royce O'Neal, there's Mike Conley. Like these people, it's not enough. It's not enough. And you like, we already knew that they weren't going to make any moves during the deadline. This is not enough. And, it, and it's got to hurt when you look at Memphis has jumped over them, right? Like, yeah. Has, has flown by them. We, we Phoenix probably going to be good for a while. The Warriors are the Warriors. And when Denver comes back fully healthy next season, if the Clippers come back fully healthy next season, I mean, just named five teams better than them. 
mm-hmm. next season. Like this is the, the the challenge that they have, right? And that's going to be the 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 real issue going forward for the Jazz is is trying to figure out how do we build this team going forward? How do we decide it? And you got to figure out what do you do? Because yeah, if they can move Rudy, I think if it was just a straight up choice, they would always pick Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, everybody would, but it's it's now it's just what are the offers we're getting for Rudy Gobert versus what are the offers we're getting for Donovan Mitchell? I don't think they're going to be the same. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be close. You know. And then how can you it, it, honestly like? I'm not. I think if they had maybe the the right type of supporting cast, that maybe those two guys would be enough. Yeah, for sure. Like, but you you need more two way guys around them mm-hmm. i i think for that for this team to to really make playoff noise like they they need to have one of the at least the top five like for them to be what are they ninth in defense right now yeah. um and it's almost all go bear <laughs> like yeah. like w- without go bear that is just a pathetic defense um when he was out they were was extraordinarily bad, bad. yeah and and so, like to me, when you have that guy who can be the center of of just incredible defense, you need to surround him with defender. You can't just rely on him to be your entire defense. And and I think that's where the, this this team falls short. Um, like if if they if they were really one of the best defenses in the league, maybe the best. I would give them a chance against anybody because Donovan has shown that he, he can be the leader of an offense in a playoff series and he can go toe to toe. He went toe to toe with Jamal Murray when Jamal Murray touched God. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and so I, I do think that, that he's shown he can carry an offense, but they need to build a better defense as, as weird as that sounds. Cause they are top 10. It's just like, like it's kind of paper, paper gold, you know, like, you 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 can't you can't trust that come playoff time because we've seen you know teams just go small and spread them out and beat their wings and then force Rudy into help and it just it hasn't turned out well it certainly didn't turn out well against Terrence Mann and that's why he's out here calling them regular season animals <laughs> well that's exactly what they are you know you called it with in the text message with me Dorian Finney-Smith a few weeks later <laughs> Right, that he torched funny. them when they, when they played Dallas. That was one of your probably biggest moments of the season, Jay. Um, <laughs> but, but but calling that of, of him of him kind of torching them, and that's exactly what he did in that game against Dallas. And that's and the type of guy they need to. <laughs> exactly, like that. he's yeah. the perfect fit for them. Right, yeah. like it's finding those guys. Those are the ones they need. Can you know? Sure, Nikhil Alexander Walker can develop into that guy, but that's three or four years from now. You need a guy now like that, and I mm-hmm. think that's that's their issue with that. Because you're right, you could definitely have built a team around that, but that's not the pieces they have. You know, when you bring Jordan Clarkson off the bench, well, there yeah. goes your defense, right? Like they, cool. they built a team to funnel everything to Rudy and have him be the defense. Like th- th- they decided it's okay if we don't have super laterally quick guys from Bogdanovich. Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, like guys who are going to get beat on the perimeter, they they decided that's okay because we've got Rudy Gobert, and I think we've seen in the biggest moments that's not okay. And I mean, you know, you know last year was the first year ever any team has played five smalls on the court during the playoffs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I yeah. mean, they just I mean, like they got to be prepared. They should know better. 
Guys, I would I would love to I would love to talk about the jazz all day, but we gotta move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh a couple days ago, well, was it yesterday? I don't know, I'm losing track of my days. LeBron James passed the mailman. And there was a comment that he said on possibility of passing Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I will not allow myself to think about it. Is he lying, James? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, he's going to think about it, especially as he gets close, because you're all the way there. You're at the doorstep. You might as well walk through the door. I mean, what he's done is phenomenal. I don't think there's much to say about it. It's a guy who's played, what, this is 19th season, never suffered a major injury, has exceeded the generously high, not generously, has exceeded the ridiculously high expectations put on him. And when you're able to play that long at that high of a level, you're going to put yourself in categories with these greats. Um, so no surprise there, but I don't think he's like going to think about it right now. Um, I think naturally, as long as he kind of continues on a similar trajectory health wise for the next year and a half, two years, like how many points behind Kareem is he? 3000? No, 15, less than 1500. Oh, so that's like what a season and a half. Yeah. He'll, 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 I think the number was if he averages, 25 points a game or something like that next season he'll pass Kareem okay so yes he will start thinking about it midway point of next season when it's obtainable assuming he's healthy and still the LeBron James that he's been for the last 19 years this is a dude who who got beat by like 30 the other day (laughs) and and talked about how much how much having 10,000 career assists meant to him, his family, everything. I was like, come on. No, come on. You're that's not just, thinking about just, Kareem? That's just great avoiding the question. That's I don't want to talk about but this. I don't, th- I don't think he this. did a great job at all. You know what I mean? No. He could have just said next question and nobody would have yeah. said nothing to him. I mean, right. look, I get it. Or it's just a, said the obvious. It yes. is an uh, outstanding feat of all the things that he's been able to accomplish. But he got to stop that. You gotta stop that, yeah. man. It's it's going to happen. We don't. We all know it's going to happen. You know what I mean? But yep. in this particular situation, you just gotta stop, man. Like I, <laughs> I don't even really want to spend too much because I only want to talk about his team. We're gonna solely talk about these points. I think it's a remarkable thing. Um, We're gonna solely talk about these points. <laughs> For the real? story of the Lakers season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just that. That is the headline of it. It went from stop talking about my team to talk about my points. And that's right. where we at. That's it. That's where we and at. That, and that's why I always laugh when people are like, LeBron's going to shut it down for the season. No, he's not. No. no he might no, shut it down no. during the playing game, but he's not oh, going to no. shut it down during L- the regular L- let's season. Be honest. He's already shut it down for the season. Like, well, no, but he, no, he's not. He's going for 50. He's, he's out going there for his points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Listen, they losing, they losing to the Wizards. Bro, they. <laughs> oh, I think. Uh, Porzingis I, going big in crunch time. I think friend of the show, Amin, posted that this was their first time having the lead in one game in the last 13 <laughs> games. Like, ha- ha- having a lead at, at halftime. Like half-time yeah, something. it was crazy. Yeah. Like, oh my God. that's not Lakers and basketball. <laughs> that's not Lakers basketball. Even though I think tr- tradition is a scam, overall, it's just kind of like, come on, man. Y'all not putting the best product out there. I don't no. care. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if it's the players. I don't know if it's the coaching. I, You know, I heard a theory that the players have quit on him and really, you know, solely see that he's solely just seeking these points. And it is what it is. And then it's others just like, because it's, it's just no way. I don't care how bad this team is. They still could get to the eighth. AFC, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think 
Anthony Davis in general, and and I don't really want to get. I'm mad I even brought his name up because the quote he put up about the Suns was disrespectful. It, all the hard work yeah. that they're doing, yeah, that was crazy. And to say like, yeah. oh, if I wouldn't have got hurt, you you guys all know what would happen. No, we're still trying no. to figure out if you can play 82 games, brother. <laughs> right. You're right. If I wouldn't have got hurt. You've been hurt your whole career. Yeah, it's no, 70. It's, it's, no more, 70 it's no more hypotheticals at this point. Right. There's but no can longevity. We give, can we give Kareem Abdul-Jabbar some love? Because I was looking at just the numbers, you know, and, and, and him doing it's that. The fact, the fact that he is the all-time scoring leader and has only one three in his pocket. And same for... for Carl Malone, obviously not a three-point shooter. Game's different now. Mm-hmm. But that's unbelievable. And the longevity he had in his career. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's the, a trajectory-wise, body size-wise, all that stuff is close to Bron. And that's why I would always used to say his comp was, right? Not on a, you know, just build, lifting weights, right. staying busy, you know what I mean, carrying up that, still being able to move fast, forceful dunks, yeah. you know, defensively and offensively. But then when you look at it in a situation of, Kareem, they took out the dunk. He created a shot. He's had this 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 scoring lead for almost thirty years. It's, it's, it might I be mean, thirty years. Take, I mean, it he takes averaged LeBron. double figures twice in his forties. Right, <laughs> but I mean, it, it took it took That's LeBron nuts. playing. You know, starting also at like nineteen when Kareem had to start at like what twenty two. Like there, yeah. there, there's a whole yeah. level yeah. of that stuff. Like. I just want to give Kareem a lot of love because sometimes he it, it does seem like he sort of gets forgotten and all of that stuff. And, and at the Un- same time, oh, go ahead. No, just just say this just unbelievable amount of like foresight, doing yoga way ahead before anybody else, and 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 learning about taking care of your body in a different way than everybody you know thought of back then. Like this is just this. It's just amazing, and I don't think Kareem gets the the love he deserves. I hope we're going to see a whole lot of it next season as LeBron chases the title. But I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. At, at the same time, while you talk about how incredible it is for Kareem, you know, we we were discussing LeBron and the Lakers be, being tough. <laughs> it's been a tough season. What he's doing in his nineteenth season and the longevity that he's had is absurd yeah the the and and you you obviously he's in the conversation for greatest player of all time and whatever you think about michael jordan and and some people i know think that michael jordan will will never be touched or at least has never been touched um but lebron now is is giving himself a a different type of argument for for that title and you know he he doesn't have he doesn't have as many championships. He, I I don't think has as many MVPs. But he is doing it for so long. He's been doing this since he was a teenager. Jay, he is the greatest of his era, and yes, that's the best sure. I can give to him. The greatest of his era, and it kind of goes, yeah. it kind of trickles down in different gener- different decades. But he is the greatest of his era. I'll give him that. And, and I don't even I don't even want to get and into it's no, and it's nobody who's the scratching best ever. and it's nobody scratching that surface for his but era. Nobody, nobody in the history of the game has ever played at the level he has for as long as he has. I agree you with know, that. I agree. Ka- I agree. Yeah. Kareem, 
even Kareem in year 19 had yeah. slowed hey, down. I know he entered but, the year. But, the but respectfully, at a, at a I'm going to go sports science. I'm going to go with. Oh, definitely. I'm going to go definitely. with. I'm going to go with a lot of things that changed, man. A lot of yeah. things a, that changed. A brother. whole lot of things have changed. Yeah. But, mid, but the same way we talked about. to Miami. And, that, and that's whatever and that, happened during those. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Let me go. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Let's, 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 let's move on, man. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about the scoring this week in the NBA. And I want to start with you, James, because you was closely. You got, a, you got a chance to see two Pistons go off. Yeah. Did they get tested after that? <laughs> no, they, they just played the Orlando Magic. They, hey, Orlando Magic have like given the, up some, yeah, some oh my numbers. God, guess what? Kyrie has sixty on them, yeah. and then and Sadiq Bay the next Sadiq game 50, Bay, fifty-one. 50. You know how random a Sadiq Bay fifty? You called it though, right? Tell us about how. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about. Tell us about how you called that. So at the beginning of the year, I do like preseason or like predictions for the season, and Sadiq Bay is one of those guys. His rookie year, I mean, he's a shooter. I mean, he he almost set a lot of three point records given. The shortened season, if it was a full season, he would have beaten some of them. And he was a guy that had like mid-20s, like once, a, twice a month, 30, once, twice a month. Like he was getting his shit off. And I was like, he's coming into this year just based on the expectation. First team all rookie last year. Like there's going to be a game where he hits 10 threes and a layup gets the line like six times. He's going to get, there's going to be a 40 point Sadiq Bay game. And since about January, he's been really good. Um, like really, really good. There's been a few dry spells here and there, but for the most part, it's been pretty good. And he, he had it. He hit 10 threes against the Magic, uh, got to the line, I think, seven, eight times, finished at the rim. He's a guy that sneakily, I'm still trying to figure out his ceiling, but he, I've talked about it a bunch. Like this is a guy that could would be in the rotation on any NBA team and start on a good majority, um, but he just shoots the shit out of the ball. Like when he's locked in, it's one, he's one of those guys. And then Jeremy just has those those games where, again, the three ball, and I'm sure we'll all talk about it with these high-scoring games. Jeremy hit seven threes uh, last night against Cleveland, and you get that's 21 points just from beyond the arc. So the fact that a lot of these young guys are growing up or grew up in a three-point era uh, where the three ball has been, what, so prevalent for the last, um, I'm trying to, like, maybe early 2010s. So, like, you look at a guy like Sadiq, like he's – 12 jeremy's like 15 so these guys are trying to perfect like when we were coming up like i know you guys are we're all close in age not like the the exact age but like we didn't we started at the rim and worked our way back we we worked on the head fake from the three-point line one dribble pull up mid-range like we didn't work on the three ball even like in our late 20s early 30s like if you were growing up so like a lot of these guys like that's where the game was so if you can just get hot from three like anything is possible in, in today's NBA. I mean, it's the magic. Yeah, and it's the magic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, watched the game. It was, I, and, and we I can want, talk about me. I want to give an NBA team credit and say it's an NBA team, but like, man, the effort there and the guys just tearing their ass up. Like, <laughs> just looking at it. But no, I mean, it's not even just the magic. I mean, you're looking at Carl Anthony Towns getting 60. You know, LeBron's had two fifty-point games. Like, is it the Jeremy's defense? was on Cleveland, who's a good yeah. defensive team? But I'm saying, is it the defense or just guys just starting to just get it going, or is it just that type of the season where guys are kind of just mentally checked out, and you're going to get off at this particular time? So I think like, all of it. 
Yeah, I think all of it. <laughs> all of it. And I think to add to it, it's been like a three seasons crammed together, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it hasn't been the normal off season for guys. They won't have the normal off season till till this summer. So so if you've been in the middle of this, you haven't had your normal time to rest, recover. So at the end of this stretch, like, yeah, I think there are guys that are looking around, seeing themselves out of the playoffs and going, eh, you know, like, I don't really have to close out to City yeah, Bay right do now. Do I have like, to fight through this screen? Like, yeah, Am like, I going to play this hard? Really? Like, like we, we really don't need to, to close out to Sadiq right now. Or at the other end of it, like teams that have been through long playoff runs and – then had the shorter off seasons on top of it. Maybe played for Team USA. They're they're not trying to play defense either. Yeah. Like, and, and so I, I think we've seen an offensive explosion lately after a really slow start to the season. So probably all of it. I'm just happy that people gave me a, another reason to think about Corey Brewer and Tony Delk. Like, like you needed another reason. Honestly, hold on. We're not going to slander Sadiq Bay. No, Sadiq. Well, a little bit. That's yeah. not slander. <laughs> to say that's not slander but, is but you have to admit that was a random 50 ball super random but yes it, it doesn't shock me but i also watched every second of his whole career so like i i understand how like it's shocking to the majority of people but he does have like the random he gets like 30 you see it jay when he plays boston oh he kills boston yeah he gets 30 <laughs> up against boston pretty regularly so like it was it was in the cards but you don't expect anybody to get 50 but to the should, should I point, give the Mo Williams? Mo Williams is that more along the line of Sadiq Bay, where like he could really go off? He was no, because Sadiq's no, twenty two. No, Sadiq was on the line of Corey Brewer, even though he's twenty two. Even, even though he's twenty two, he's not used in offenses like that. He's not like no, agreed. You know, agreed. he's not Miles Bridges, right? Because right, Miles right. Bridges gets overly. Oh, he has a, a high usage rate in Charlotte. Sadiq Bay is like okay, you know what, Jeremy Grant. Maybe he, he he's in foul trouble. Maybe Cade's out. You know what I mean? Like certain situations where he's not going to get those looks that he probably wants. He he probably can. And scratch both of those game. guys were out in, in that game. See, he was he, like, I get see, the ball tonight. Yeah. It's going up. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it, one of those. Hey, look what I can still do. Like I'm right. capable. And he actually of this. plays better with like Jeremy out. Like his numbers with him, when it's just him and Cade are pretty good. Uh, so that's something the Pistons also have to <laughs> talk about this offseason. Because he gets more touches, it's pretty he obvious. Does. Yeah, right? and but he's, I think the, he's been effective. The 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 talk of the scoring. This is relatively normal. Now, granted, these numbers are a bit high, but just offenses going up towards the second half of the season tends to happen regularly. Because you know we all touched on it. There are teams that know they're tanking. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're not winning. You have guys. You know, at, at a certain point, you're going to have load management with players. So some of the good teams are going to start resting guys and things like that. We get odd results at this point of the season, right? Like we're going to hit the point where Oklahoma City is going to try to lose games and they're going to play uh, Poku at, you know, point guard, you know, and, 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 and doing all that stuff. Like you're going to start to see some of these weird results. It's been extreme this year, but it's not abnormal in the sense of this is something that normally happens throughout the season is the offenses do pick up. And this year we had good defense to start the season. Right. And, and, and things were still, still pretty solid and we still have good defensive games. Last Sunday's Mavs Celtics game was a rock fight, right? 95, 92. Like, you know, we still have some of those too. So I just think it's something we, we do tend to see, but we, 
we're just a little bit shocked when it is. And again, no offense, Sadiq Bay going for fifty. Right. No, I get it. Well, <laughs> that's going to do it for us. No, 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 we got to talk about one more thing. Go for it, well, man. The, Go for it. The best part of Sadiq Bay's fifty ball was the on on Instagram. Pistons coach Jerome Allen posted that that he told Sadiq after the game, "You would never get fifty on me." And and Sadiq said, "Let's take this outside." And they literally posted video of them playing one on one at the park. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like that, that's just incredible, man. Yeah, that that was incredible. Shout out to Jerome. Uh oh. Yeah, there, there goes my iPhone. There you go, Jay. Good Let's job, see if the Jay. screen shatter. Hold up. Jay's and that's going to finally do it for us. For Jay. Oh, the screen Mo, survived. I got and the, James. I got the case on the joint. Let's go. We'll catch you next week. Don't forget to check out <laughs> Daily Dean, Point of Contention, like Hoop and Jason, and all other on. podcasts. Stop talking, Jay. <laughs> He can't shut up <laughs> on the athletic podcast. 